This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green once again. And I want to say thank you. Thank you to you. We call this the island of sanity, but the fact is the sanity helps come from you. The sanity helps come from you because you are an informed audience. You are an audience that knows what it's talking about. Unlike our current energy minister in the province of Ontario, Bob Shirelli, who doesn't know that selling off power for less than you paid to make it is a mistake. That it is not profit, it is a loss. It is a loss according not to me, not to you, but to the Auditor General. By the way, Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media in for Lowell Green once again today. And yesterday we launched the petition firebob.ca. Thousands of you have responded. Thousands more, I'm sure, will, will put their name on the petition today to say that Bob Shirelli has to go. But I want to talk about this again today because... The numbers are staggering. We were subjected, we have been subjected, to years of coverage of Mike Duffy, over $90,000. $90,000. The Ontario Liberals' mismanagement of the energy sector, along with their bad policy decisions, have cost us $37 billion so far. It's estimated it will cost us another $133 billion over the next 15 to 17 years. Now, I know we can all look at 90000 and say, yeah, I kind of get what 90000 is. That's That's three times what I made last year, or double what I made, or that's what I made, or it's half of what I made. We can all relate to that in some way. Very few of us can say, yeah, $37 billion, that's, uh, that's double what I made last year. We don't know how to spend $37 billion, but apparently Bob Shirelli does. Well, he doesn't know how to, well, yeah, they all know how to spend it. They know how to pull it from our pockets, though. And that's the problem. I want to play you a clip of Bob Shirelli yesterday in question period being asked about the, the surplus power, which according to Ontario's Auditor General has cost us billions in overpayment because we're selling it at a loss. But, you know, to, in Shirelli world, in Shirelli math, it's all good. Mr. Speaker, uh, when we have surplus power, electricity exports help cover fixed costs that otherwise would have to be paid by Ontario consumers. Mr. Speaker, a lot of people don't understand that, but I have a quote here that makes it very simple. Very simple, Mr. Speaker. They're going to shut me down because, Mr. Speaker. Speaker, the quote says, any power we sell to the U.S., to Quebec, to Manitoba, or power they sell us is surplus power. It's opportunity power. It's pure profit in terms that it's power that otherwise would go to waste or not be generated. That is from the member sitting across there, uh, the member from... uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, the other thing, Mr. Speaker, the ISO, former PC Energy Minister, Mr. Speaker, says it's, 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 it would go to waste if it wasn't sold, and it's pure profit. Pure profit. Pure bull caca. 
Sticking with the, uh, the, the theme that Bob Shirelli doesn't know what he's talking about, Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Apparently not. Not with, not, not with Bob Shirelli. Goes on talking about why we've got a, a surplus of power. It's, it's because you can't manage the system, Bob. Well, not in Bob's world. Minister. Mr. Speaker, he's comparing a population of 1 million in Manitoba and 1 million in Nova Scotia to 13 million in Ontario, Mr. Speaker. How ridiculous is that? Comparing apples and oranges. Mr. Speaker, I'll tell you why we have a surplus, Mr. Speaker. In, in 2020, Mr. Speaker, Pickering is coming offline. That represents three megawatts. We have to be ready, Mr. Speaker, in a short couple of years. That's why we need surplus, Mr. Speaker. Next, Mr. Speaker, some of the original gas plants, those contracts, Mr. Speaker, are starting to come up, Mr. Speaker. 3,000 megawatts, Mr. Speaker. Finish, please. 3,000 megawatts from Pickering coming off. Some of the gas plant contracts are starting to expire, Mr. Speaker. We don't have to renew them. That creates some capacity for Answer. us. During refurbishment, Mr. Speaker, 15% of the total nuclear capacity will be out of commission, Thank Mr. You. Speaker. We're doing wise management, Mr. Speaker. Wise management that costs you thousands. Let me put this in perspective. Because, as I said, we cannot fathom $37 billion, but our pockets have been picked to the, the tune of $37 billion. This is bigger than any federal scandal I can think of. Sponsorship was a few hundred million dollars. The HRSTC boondoggle was a billion. I can't think of anything the Harper government did that cost $37 billion or anywhere close. In fact, they have picked our pockets of almost enough money to pay for the entire F-35 purchase and maintenance over 40 years. Because they mismanaged the system and made bad policy choices. It's why I'm saying we've got to fire Bob. Bob Shirelli's the person in charge. In our system of government, we have something called ministerial accountability. And when a minister messes up, they need to go. So we need to fire Bob. It's why we've got firebob.ca, the petition. But let me put the $37 billion into numbers we can all understand. Over the last eight years, they have overcharged us to the tune of about $2,800 for every man, woman, and child in this province. Figure out how many people are in your home and multiply $2,800 by that number. That is how much we have overpaid due to their mismanagement. Bob has to go. In a couple of minutes, we're going to speak with Tom Adams. He's a, an energy consultant, a man who knows the system well, used to be with Pollution Probe, uh, you know, knows the system better than the minister in charge, and he'll explain some of the intricacies to us. Right now, though, let's check in on the business desk. Michael Kane with BNN. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly sitting in for... Lowell Green uh, will be with you till the top of the hour. Right now, I want to talk to you about the Ontario energy system. The Ontario 
Auditor General came out with a report two days ago showing that we have been hosed to the tune of $37 billion over the last several years, that due to mismanagement and bad policy decisions, we will overpay by $133 billion over the next several years. Some people would say, well, that's news from two days ago. Move on. No, it's not. We have spent years hearing about Mike Duffy's $90,000, Bevota's $16 orange juice. We have spent years hearing about things that cost us far less. This is a system that Ontario relies on for our homes, for our businesses, for our economic well-being, for many of you, for your heat during the cold winters that this country has. We cannot allow a system to stand that is going to rob us of something so essential. Rob us blind in order to provide something so essential. And we cannot stand by while the minister in charge ignores ministerial responsibility and continues to tell us, no, you've got it all wrong. Once again, Shirelli is telling the Auditor General she doesn't know what she's talking about. One man that does know what he's talking about is Tom Adams. He's an independent energy consultant, a, a man that knows the system inside and out, and he joins me now on the line from Toronto. Uh, Tom, welcome to the program. Uh, am I off? Am, am I out of line in saying that Shirelli is telling the um, the Auditor General again that she doesn't understand the system? Uh, he's got a long history of doing this. Um, uh, when she comes out with findings that uh, you know document in in scrupulous detail the uh, shortcomings uh, under his leadership, his his reaction over and over again has been to attack her, uh, attack her personally, attack her credibility. Um, uh, just yesterday in in the in the legislature, he was uh, um, uh, pulling his continuing campaign to claim that Ontario's power exports are profitable. One of the most damning aspects of the Auditor General's findings is uh, documenting the billions of dollars we're losing exporting power. Shirelli was in the House yesterday uh, uh, claiming that we're on top of this, we're doing a great job, and as proof of it, our power exports are, are, are profitable. The guy has got to go. Now, I, I can let me play devil's advocate and pretend I'll defend Bob for a minute. It's a difficult job for me. But if we didn't sell the, the power, it would just dissipate. It would go away. You can't store electricity this way. So in some ways, is he correct? Or is it that we have surplus power of the magnitude we do because of their bad decisions? He's spinning on on a half-truth here. When you do have surplus power, you're, of course, far better to get something for it than nothing. And and actually, in some circumstances, it sounds crazy, but it, 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 in the sh- it, just in the short-term thinking, you are better off sometimes to pay people to take the power. Um, uh, so, I mean, wh- wh- I'm not making an argument against exports. We should be, we, sh- we, we need to have open borders, free trade in electricity with our neighbors. That's important for our reliability, and it's an economic advantage uh, uh, to consumers. But to claim that these are profitable sales, that is an outrageous lie. Um, uh, it's just nonsense. 
it, but it's not the only nonsense that comes out of this guy. He is, it, you, you cannot trust a word that is coming out of Bob Shirelli about the reality of our power rates, our power bills, and the decisions behind them. What, what, let me just stay on the surplus for a minute, the surplus power. Why do we have surplus power? Or why do we have so much of it? I know we, you know, a, a well-built system, we're going to have some surplus at certain points, and at other points we may have to buy from a neighboring jurisdiction. But why do we have so much now that it's costing us, according to the Auditor General, who, you know, we're always told, you got to believe the auditor uh, until they disagree with Shirelli. Uh, she says it's costing us billions and billions. Why do we have so much surplus? The, the, the story behind the surplus power is, um, is driven, by, driven by a couple of factors. One is that Ontario's electricity consumption peaked in 2005 and has been falling ever since. As rates go up, demand has been going down. Um, uh, and so, so while we've got a declining consumption of power, the government keeps contracting for more power all the time, and they're doing it today. Uh, and they did it last week, and they did it a week before, and they're going to do it next week. They just keep adding to the portfolio of power supply. Why? Look, it, it, you know, it, it, their friends are getting the contracts. Um, uh, they, 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 they just can't get off this treadmill of conferring these fat 20-year power purchase contracts at inflated prices with their buddies. Unreal. Uh, the, the other aspect that has cost us dearly are, relates to the contracts, and some of that is the, the green energy. Uh, the Auditor General saying we're looking at, what, about $10 billion in extra that's cost us? The way she calculated that is a, a very thoughtful calculation. She said, "Look, let's assume that the you know the objective of government is to introduce an increase in supply of renewable energy. They did that back in uh, the early period of uh, McGinty's uh, uh, reign as as premier, using competitive processes." Um, uh, At one time, they actually had auctions and, uh, you know, and and competitive procurement. So they got some wind power to come on to the power system. And they were paying prices in around the eight to nine cents a kilowatt hour range. Um, At that time, the prices that uh, Ontario was paying the wind generators was relatively comparable to prices that were being paid for the similar types of developments going on in the United States. Um, uh, Starting in 2009, the the government changed the rules and moved away from competitive procurement and started to go to what's called a feed-in tariff, non-competitive process. And these are the ones that have cost us greatly. Well, the prices for wind power in the U.S. were going down Ontario's power uh, contract prices started to take off. So what we were buying for eight to nine cents a kilowatt hour, and then the Americans started to pay seven, six, five cents a kilowatt hour. Ontario started to move 
to 11, 12, 13, some of it 15 cents a kilowatt hour for the same stuff. Okay. Uh, Tom, we, 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 we've got to hold it. Are you able to stick around for a few more minutes? Absolutely. All right. Tom Adams with his man that understands the power system better than the minister. I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. Go to firebob.ca now and add your name. This is News Talk Radio 580 CFRX. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. bit of country music to keep the sanity going today as we talk about why Bob Shirelli needs to be fired. Why country music? Why Wagon Wheel? Well, why not? Uh, a couple more minutes with Tom Adams, independent energy consultant, longtime watcher of Ontario's energy system, and an environmentalist, just so people don't think that Tom's this crazy guy that wants us spewing pollution into the air. Tom, uh, Bob is... Um, we were talking about how how we're getting the surplus and that we're we're overpaying. Um, finish your thought on that. So we were getting similar to what the Americans were getting for renewables, and then in two thousand nine, the government switched tactics, and, and they continue on this path because they signed ridiculously long contracts. Is Tom still there? Hello. Hi. Hi. Yes, they're long contracts, but they're also long contracts at these hugely inflated prices. Mm -hmm. They're still going with this feed-in tariff program. Um, uh, They're still signing more power supply contracts while we've got this surplus. And just to to redouble the misery for the ratepayer, they add on top of that... Multi-billion dollar energy conservation programs. Um, So you've got the cost of the conservation programs added to all of it. The benefits of that conservation are flowing to utilities in Michigan and New York that are taking our, 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 that are importing our power at these hugely discounted prices. I want to play uh, an ad for you, or at least part of an ad, and it's from Florida Power and Light. Uh, this was sent in by a listener yesterday who said, Brian, I've, I've got a Mark sent it in. He's got a place down in Fort Myers, and they've had their power rates go down by 10% over the last 10 years. We don't have that. Here's Florida Power and Light. If we can, uh, can we play that clip now? Twenty sixteen will be here before you know it, and FPL has great news to kick off the new year. Starting in January, the typical FPL customer bill will drop about two fifty a month. You're not only getting cleaner, more reliable energy than ever before, you're getting it at a price that's about thirty percent below the national average. Although the price of many essential items has gone up, FPL bills are ten percent lower than they were ten years ago. How have we lowered bills and improved service? With more efficient power plants and the help of advanced technology that's making energy smarter for you. To see how we're working to keep bills low, go to FPL.com. So, so uh, Tom, 
they're having prices go down 10% over a decade. We've had about an 80% increase over that time. What's what's the difference? This is Florida Power and Light is not a small small supplier somewhere. They they deal about uh, serve about 9 million people, I think about 4 million homes and businesses. Actually, they're not atypical of um, of many um, utility rate programs in the United States. Um, uh, since 2008, the combination of low interest rates, low natural gas prices, um, uh, and and uh, you know flat demand for electricity has basically flattened out the cost of electricity. Throughout the United States, many jurisdictions going down. Um, uh, on the contrary, what's been going on in Ontario, our power rates have been just soaring. And one of the talking points that uh, that, that Bob Shirelli would uh, just relies on over and over again when he when people complain about rising power rates, he claims that power rates are going up everywhere. Huh. Um, Not in Florida. It, it, and they they have to rely on air conditioning as much as we rely on heating. Their air conditioning peak demand has to be astronomical. Well, you know, everybody's got their weather challenges, and um, uh, and but but they are dealing with these these uh, you know these issues in in a way that's just completely the opposite of what we're doing here. Um, they're Actually, Florida is one of those jurisdictions that's got an active regulator that's pushing for uh, these kinds of efficiency gains in and, Ontario. And, and they have renewables. They're they're bragging that they've got solar and and other renewables coming online, but their prices go down. It, it, actually, one of the ironies of the the Florida versus Ontario uh, connection is that uh, Florida Power and Light is, uh, um, uh, like Nextera and others, um, among the major international energy companies that are in here uh, taking advantage of these these uh, jacked up government uh, power contracts um, um, and building their these uh, these silly renewable uh, power uh, developments all around the province. Uh, I, so, I mean, it's been great for the shareholders of Florida Power and Light, but uh, uh, Ontario ratepayers have been picking up the tab. All right, Tom, uh, final question to you. Ministerial accountability, I say that's the reason that Bob Shirelli has to go. It's why we have to fire Bob. Um, it's an important factor in our Westminster-style parliamentary system at the federal and provincial level if he won't do the right thing, should he be fired? Absolutely. The principle of ministerial responsibility is absolutely key. You know, I mean, the the the, the irony is that we might fire Bob Shirelli and, and ought to. Um, uh, I don't have a high degree of confidence that whoever would replace him would be better, but, but still the principle must stand. Shirelli has to take responsibility for the findings of the Auditor General report He won't, and he has to be pushed. All right, Tom, thanks so much. Thank you. Tom Adams, independent energy consultant, uh, longtime environmentalist and market watcher for the electricity market, joining us from Toronto. I want your calls on this, 521-TALK, 521-8255. Do you think this is getting the attention it deserves? That's one question. I don't. 
37 billion dollars where is the hue and cry where are the demands for bob to go what about your own bill florida seeing a 10 percent drop over the last 10 years here in ottawa 80 percent hike what do you make of that five to one talk five to one eight two five five star 580 on bell mobility and firebob.ca is where the petition's at if you want to add your name to the thousands of Ontarians saying, yes, this man must go. Renata in Canada, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yes, good morning. Um, we also need to ask ourselves why there is such a surplus. Why have, there's such a surplus of power? Yeah, yeah we, one of the reasons, as far as I'm concerned, is that uh, our, um, our businesses can't... Uh, they can't operate, so they leave. But the other big thing is that as consumers, home home consumers, we conserve energy because we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. We, do our, we do our laundry late at night. We don't put on the oven. We make simple meals because uh, it's costing us too much to have our stove going. Uh, personally, here, we don't run our air conditioner because it costs too much. We just open the windows and have some fans going. So we all conserve because we can't afford it. So when we conserve, there's a surplus. Then that surplus, instead of instead of allowing us to to have reasonable rates, they will sell that surplus at a loss. At, at a loss. This is what makes me so angry. And the, well, part of the reason it's at a loss are those ridiculous contracts that um, that Tom was alluding to that they signed contracts with their friends for 20 years at exorbitant rates. And that means that, you know, the Green Energy Act, we have to take that power first. Even though we've got perfectly good power in the nuclear plants, in the natural gas plants, which if you're worried about climate change is a a low emissions way of producing electricity, uh, we've, you know, yeah. oftentimes at Niagara Falls, the original big hydroelectric plant in Ontario they just have to open up the the sluice and just let the water run through because right. of how our system is set up. That's right. And, and that is costing that that's costing you about twenty eight hundred over the last several years. How many people in your home, Renata? Two at the moment. Two, Two at well. the moment. So yeah. fifty six hundred over the last several years. It's going to be ten thousand dollars per mm-hmm. man, woman, and child over the next. Uh, several years because of this mismanagement. It, it is so discouraging. It's so discouraging. I, I think people just feel so helpless. Well, w- this is why I say it's important to call in on shows like this, and it's important to do things like sign petitions. So if you haven't yet, go to firebob.ca. Thanks for the oh. call. Okay. Firebob.ca, add your name to the growing chorus of Ontarians saying Bob Shirelli has to go. Ministerial accountability must stand. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. A lesson just learned when it's getting warm in the studio and you decide to rip your sweater off in front of a giant picture window that faces out into the Byward Market. Make sure... Make sure that um, your T-shirt stays down. That's all i got to say. Do you agree with the idea of firing Bob Shirelli? Firebob.ca is the petition we've launched now to say Bob Shirelli has to go. $37 billion 
dollars. $37 billion is what we've overpaid between 2006 and 2014. That works out to $2,800 for every man, woman, and child. And yet I am not hearing the outcry that I would expect. Are we getting Mike Duffy style? Are we getting Mike Duffy style coverage of this? No. No. If this were Duffy and $90,000, it'd be nonstop and lead everywhere. Bob Shirelli has to go. Ministerial accountability has to account for something. Mark in Cardinal, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Oh, relax, Brian. Take a volume, will you? It's, take, you, it's only $37 billion? What's going on here? What? What's going on here? Capitalist communist plot. It's a communist plot. A capitalist communist plot. Not sure what you mean, Mark. So are you okay with having your pockets picked? Well, what do you think? I'm a veteran. And what's going on here is I'm calling about veterans' problems. And But the whole thing is what I hear about everything today is nothing but a capitalist communist plot. The god darn government corrupt, and and anybody who doesn't know that, they're sick. That they're does sick. that doesn't mean we have to stand for it, Mark. Well, uh, yeah. Well, what do we do? Fight our own country? Listen, son, I'll tell you something right now. Uh huh. I called a number here on my veterans card. Okay. For uh, help about, uh, and know what I got? Not even, I couldn't even leave a message. No, just a minute. I'm not done yet. So I called. Did I cut you off? No, son. It's all right, Brian. It's just that I miss the old man. I miss Lowell. All right. Well, uh, don't uh, don't now, be too long. He'll be I back on it. Monday, so hurry up. All right. I, covered, uh, I called the government switchboard. 1-800-622-6232. And guess what? Nothing but a god darn, I couldn't even leave a message. And guess what? The PM's office, I called it. Nothing but a god, I, I, I'll tell you, a god for nothing. Uh, uh, um, uh, couldn't even leave a message. I'll tell you. Who's your MP, a, Mark? Uh, pardon me? Who's your MP? My, my MP is Gordy Brown down here in Cardinal. All right, so you call... Which, you which call one go- step below the Pope. You call Gordy's office. Well, I and, already and, did that. Well, if I called if, Gordy, I called. If there's uh, help to be uh, had, this morning I called Gordy's office. I called way, way before I called you. I called my MPP, Stevie Clark. Guess what? He can't help you. The the, uh, the province hey, doesn't look what? after provincial issues, Mark. You got to start with your MP. Go from there. You oh, got to deal with the right it. level. And, well, and you what? know, I, I did exactly what you're telling me. Are you going to cut me off? Oh, well, I didn't cut you off, but you apparently cut yourself off. I love it when people tell me I'm cutting them off, and they're the ones that hang up. What can you do? William, you're in uh, on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Um, morning, are you ready Brian. to fire Bob? Good morning, Brian. Yes, you poor person. Listen, yeah, that, that just that's just a no, no, no-brainer right there. It was the same deal here in Ottawa when he was the mayor. It's all double talk with this guy. Can you can you know where this thirty-seven billion dollars is going to? The same thing with our health care premiums. You know the eight hundred and six hundred. Oh wait, it's not a tax; it's a premium. It's going to general revenue. Mm. This is how these communist Marxists 
And that's what they are. What we've got here is a dictatorship. They're backed up by the OPP. They're, b- they're backed up by the liberal media. It's an and absolute... the unions. Don't forget the unions Don't that spent the unions. more the than they did. Responsible. Public service unions have ruined this country, and it's an embarrassment to me. Uh, let's talk about public service unions. OC Transport. Did you hear what happened yesterday on the 6 o'clock news on CBC? Another bus almost ne- ran through the deadliest crossing in town. This is an absolute joke. Then we go and say to what's-his-name there, the, the guy that's at the head, we should be stopping at these things. And he puts his head down and goes, well, they had a 1985 study about this. Can you believe this? There's a lack of common decency, common sense. I wouldn't take a bus in this town or ride my bicycle in this town if you paid me. And here these poor people, like lambs to the slaughter, again, they were yelling at this guy to stop. What kind of drivers did he have down there? I'll tell you why. You cannot have a driver who's, who's a diabetic. Bring Barry, Barry Dworkin on. He'll tell you what goes on with diabetics if, if you don't take your medication properly. And the other, uh, the I'm well aware. Is, what about the hours that they're working? We found out in the strike, some of these guys have got away with working 20 hours straight through. Now, is that safe? Does anyone bring that up in a big study? This whole friggin' town is a joke. Well... <laughs> to, to the issue of hydro, let's bring it back to hydro. The, the fact is Florida is able to lower their rates while moving in the same direction as Ontario of lower carbon emissions because we've all got to worship at the altar of Suzuki and Gore. So they're moving in the same direction and they can lower rates, but Ontario's go up. How does that make you feel? This makes me feel like we're just screaming into the wind. These people have spent what we first heard about is Samsung and Korea – $8 million. Then we found that it was almost 50, $15 billion. I'm sorry. The, the whole thing that they're doing here is they're saying to somebody, here's 80, what was it, 85 cents to set up windmills and all of this stuff? They've got to pay these people off. That's the reason why there's so much electricity being produced, Big. because they've got all these contracts out there. You need someone to run something that has a business sense. The head of Hydro makes, makes a $1.5 billion a year and a free chauffeur. I don't think it's one and a half billion. One and a half billion. One and a, okay, yeah. I think you said billion there oh, by well, mistake. Billions and millions these days. What's the difference when it, you're talking about exactly. the government? Thanks for the call, William. Yes, you're welcome. Doug in Greeley, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Are you ready to fire Bob? Yeah, certainly. Should have been done a long time ago. I he thought we got rid of him at City Hall and he shows <laughs> up at Queen's Park. Yeah, sure. The thing is, if you get rid of him, you're going to have another doorknob in there. So what yeah, the hang? Yeah, but we, we, we push them to keep them honest. Well, you try that, but it doesn't seem to work. The thing being, if they dropped electricity rates, mm-hmm. people would use more. You wouldn't have that much to sell to the states. Uh, but we're, we're losing on it because it costs right. cost us more to generate it than what we sell it for. That's right. Exactly. So, so let the people, they tell everybody, you know, cut back in electricity. Cut back in what the hell are you doing? The same as the city cut back on your high, uh, on your water. The they fi- need money, so the, what are they going to do? They they jack the rates. The exactly. Fixed, the fixed cost for that chauffeur and that big salary remain the same, don't they? Exactly. All right, Doug. Thanks for the call. Hey, I thank you. Have a fine day and a better tomorrow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thousands of you have already signed on to the petition calling for Bob Shirelli to be fired. This is more than just. You know, getting angry that billions have been taken away. This is about ministerial accountability and the fact that in our system, when you mess up, 
you take accountability. You don't blame the Auditor General the way Shirelli does. You don't say that nobody else understands the system except you, Bob. Time to engage, Bob. Fire yourself before we fire you. Go to firebob.ca right now if you want to add your name to the list. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. News 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green with you till the end of the show and uh, joined right now by a Bob that I don't want to fire, uh, Bob Runciman. We've been running the petition firebob.ca uh, to fire Bob Shirelli. But Bob Runciman is a man who has served in the provincial legislature with Bob Shirelli, sat across from him from years when uh, the first time Shirelli was down there, crossed paths with him again when he went back. Uh Mr. Runciman, you've got a, an op-ed in the um, in the Ottawa Sun earlier this week saying there needs to be a an inquiry into the Green Energy Act. But but let me ask you first: Do you think that Bob Shirelli is being straight with the people of Ontario and honest with the people of Ontario as he feeds us these lines about why it's okay that we've been overcharged to the tune of thirty-seven billion dollars over the last several years? Well, it's hard to believe that it. Uh, he really believes that he's. Uh... He's pushing the lines that, uh, you know, his leadership and his party uh, want him to uh, spout. And uh, so in that sense, he's he's doing his job for those folks who have uh, effectively uh, ruined the uh, electricity system in the province of Ontario. It used to be the pride and joy of Ontario. I mean, when you were first elected to, to Queen's Park in 1987. We were known as a province. 81, for... by the way. <laughs> oh, 81. Sorry, I don't know. I, I got it I wrong. I go back to the Davis era. That's how old I am. Okay. So, I mean, this is back in the days of Ontario being economic powerhouse, cheap, reliable power, helped with our manufacturing base. Now we've got some of the highest rates in North America, if not the highest. We have a shrinking manufacturing base, and we've gone from being the economic engine of the country to a have-not province, and a lot of this is related to green energy and this push to say we've got to do it in a specific way. Yeah, um, there's no question about that. I I think that they have uh, driven us into a ditch, and it's hard to see a a way out of it. Uh, We've got another uh, three years of of this government, and, uh, you know, just before I I called in, Brian, I just out of curiosity, I I took a look at the last uh, Ipsos poll in Ontario, and it was done in uh, November, and it had the Ontario Liberals at 44%, the uh, Conservatives <laughs> at 31 I, I, It's un- unbelievable. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Eastern Ontario uh, had uh, 53% for the Liberals and 29 for the Conservatives at PC. So, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, the sort of a frustration here. I guess it's a kind of depressing uh, that uh, you know, people are getting these bills uh, at their homes uh, every month, uh, whether they're not paying attention to things like the Auditor General's reports. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, clearly uh, it's uh, it's hurting Ontario in a significant way, and it's especially low-income, uh, modest-income people, businesses, small and large, and it's taking us down, as I said. Uh, 
into a, a pretty deep ditch that's going to be tough to get out of. Well, I, I think part of the reason people aren't paying attention is they're not consistently reminded. We had more coverage in an hour yeah. uh, across the media of your former Senate colleague, or I guess current Senate colleague, Mike Duffy, in his trial over $90,000 than we've had all week from the Ontario media, about $37 billion. Now, I, I played an ad earlier. I, I don't know if you get time out of your schedule to head down to Florida in the winter. My parents are snowbirds. A lot of the listeners I know are snowbirds, and one of them sent me. They said, Brian, you've got to check out Florida Power and Light. These guys ha- are running ads that prices are about to drop again in January in that they've gone down 10% over the last decade. So I checked out Florida Power and Light. It's true. And they've been moving in the same green energy direction as Ontario, but without the hike in costs. Yeah, well, there's what we're, we're not dealing with the green energy plan in Ontario, really. We're de- dealing with what I like to describe as a green energy scam. You know, I think most uh, North Americans and certainly Canadians and people in this, this province would support moves that, uh, and do support moves that reduce uh, carbon emissions, but we want to see it happen without uh, incompetence and, and corruption and uh, the cost coming out of everyone's pockets, and that's what's happening in this province. And, uh, you know, I'm also, one of the reasons I wrote the column is, and I did one, I was looking back in 2012, pretty much along the same lines, is trying to get the opposition parties to be, uh, they have a role to play here in, in giving this higher profile and making more and more people aware of the damage that's being done to this great, once great province. And, um, you know, I, I don't think they have, especially, you know, I, the NDP have been, uh, in my view, shameful. Uh, you know, they've they've uh, they participated in the, in this business silence about what's happening and the smears. Well, you know that you're anti-green, that sort of thing. And you can you can set that aside and still go after them, as you point out in your column. Uh, there are several liberals that are profiting greatly yep. from these overpriced contracts. Mike Crawley, former president of the Liberal Party of Canada, senior advisor to former uh, provincial liberal leader Lynn McLeod, being one of them. Uh, a, a liber- former Liberal MP, and you point out that T. Boone Pickens, a Texas billionaire, an oil man that's invested heavily in renewables, is suing the province because he says the the bidding process for these contracts was rigged. Yeah, he said it was. was uh, they ch- the government changed the rules. Uh, you know, uh, in what uh, Pickens is describing a discriminatory manner, uh, relying on on political. C- considerations in the awarding of contracts. So I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, that process is going to reveal some significant information. And I think that, uh, you know, we have to be uh, pressing, uh, I think, the federal government as well, because this is a NAFTA arbitration process um, that we don't see a, a lot of the uh, details of this uh, process blacked out in the in the final documents that come out of this, and uh, so that they're not available. The information's not available to the so public. So let, let me pick up on that point before we have to break. That is, uh, so this is through NAFTA. Uh, it, we we could end up seeing information hidden from us, but if we push, we could see a lot of openness. Well, that's certainly. My intention is, in talking to my uh, federal colleagues here, that they raise this issue, uh, that uh, we ensure that uh, whatever decisions come out of this uh, process, and you know, to be fair, these Pickens allegations haven't haven't been proven as of yet, but uh, you know, he's a he's a guy with deep pockets. He can fight back, 
and uh, you know, I, I don't think he's doing anything on a whim. He, he, uh, we suspect he's got a case to make here, and uh, and the details of that case should be made public and uh, not blocked out to uh, protect a certain provincial government. All right, Senator Bob Brunsman, I know it's a busy day, the speech from the throne. You'll be up there later today for that and lots of other things to do. Thanks for taking some time for us today. Thanks for your interest, Brian. Really appreciate it. All right. We, we, I will make sure that this morning, Senator Runciman's columns posted on my Facebook. In fact, I'll do that at the next break. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lilly, Bila with you until the top of the hour. That'll wrap me for the island of sanity. While we're here, though, let's remind you to sign the petition if you agree with me. If you don't, call in. Call in now as well if you want. We've still got a couple of lines open. We'll try and get through to all the calls right now. But have launched a petition called firebob.ca to call for ministerial accountability. Bob Shirelli is the man in charge of the energy system that has built us for an extra $37 billion over the last several years. The Auditor General says it will cost us an additional $133 billion in unnecessary charges over the next 17 years. I say ministerial accountability says Shirelli has to go. If you agree, sign up at firebob.ca. If you've already done that, share the petition on Facebook or what have you. Spread the word. Ron in Smith Falls, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Um... It was very nice to hear Bob Runciman uh, uh, on your interview this morning here. He he said a lot of things that uh, are very true. The, the other thing is, uh, yes, Bob Shirelli has to be fired. And when I watch the House between your shows uh, through the week and watching the House at 1030 at Queen's Park, it's just an absolutely, it's just terrible to watch Bob Shirelli get up there. They ask him questions and he... He goes around the corner and around the corner, and he doesn't answer. And he always comes out with something that I think he doesn't know what he's talking about. And the time has come for this man to go. It's too bad we didn't have a recall here in Canada. Oh, if if well, you know what? They've got it in British Columbia. And they do? They oh. do. And sensibly, they have not an insurmountable, but a significant threshold. Because you don't want uh, a recall every 20 days with 500 angry people. So I forget what the threshold is, but you do have to reach a certain threshold, and they have recalled politicians. They, they have instituted that, and, and if that existed here, I think there would be a serious campaign to recall Bob Shirelli at this point. Well, especially when you're talking the amount of money that's going to cost us in the next few years. And I think if there was a recall, it would be just a matter of hours before it would be it would be implemented, and uh, but I have a I have a rubber brick that I that I got given to me. It looks like a a brick, and every time he comes on television, I throw <laughs> it at the TV. And one of these days, I'm going to miss and probably go through it. But but that's you know uh, that's what I think of Bob Shirelli. It's it's just terrible. Okay, thanks for the call, Ron. Thanks, Brian. Jim and Arn Pryor, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. How are you, Brian? Fired up and angry. Yeah, well, you and a lot of your listeners, including myself, I'm surprised they're not blaming Mike Harris. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, anyway, a few points. Uh, I did sign the petition. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Um, 
you know, in the past, when there was accountability, when accountability mattered, ministers would resign. Mm-hmm. At least until whatever problem uh, that caused the resignation was cleared up one way or the other. They may have been reinstated or changed portfolios or not given a portfolio at all. But there was a, there was a or certain sometimes, you know, they just they'd get a time out. That's right. And there'd be but there there was personal accountability. People took their honor seriously. Mm-hmm. And their positions in cabinet seriously. And yeah, those days are gone. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. What what shocks me, Jim, isn't just that Shirelli won't do the right thing and resign. It's that he defends the actions of the government and attacks the auditor general. I know that that, that is he's pointing fingers at everyone but himself, um, and uh, he is so um, ignorant to come out and tell the public that he that he's representing in his portfolio that we're too stupid to understand the system, and to me it. That is below the pale. I mean, he's always reminded me, always reminded me, of Frank Burns. <laughs> Frank Burns? Frank Burns. Now, for those of you that don't know, Larry Linville played Frank Burns on the TV show MASH. Okay. And he's a weasel. I mean, that is my personal opinion. Um. Now, to the point of Bob resigning, um, a few of your callers have said, well, who gets, who gets to take his place? Mm-hmm. Um, which made me think, um, is it better the devil you know? No, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, accept that line of thinking. I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Be, because, and I've heard it from a lot of people, I'm just saying no, because you you push Bob out because he is refusing to accept responsibility well, after a damning audit. He's incompetent, Brian. He, and he's incompetent, but you push him out, and that makes the next guy think, I better watch what mm. I'm doing. I better mind my P's and Q's. But uh, to just say, good point. well, we, you know, better the devil we know. No, that's resignation, and I refuse to do that. Understand that. that that makes perfect sense all right thanks for the call jim thank you brian greg in ottawa you're on the low green show with brian Lilly. yes good morning brian morning uh i hate to rain on your parade but uh i'm afraid and i did find your petition by the way but uh i'm afraid just like the, the one caller said yesterday shortly before the 11 o'clock news break um surely's not going anywhere he's not going to resign and uh, premier windbag isn't going to uh, fire him or whatever well, because he got to do so would be an admission on the part of this government that they, they blew it. And uh, they're not about to do that, of course. I, I, but I'm not about to take this sitting down. And as I responded to that caller yesterday, Greg, um, we were told when we started pushing back against 25,000 Syrian refugees being brought to Canada in a month with security screening being done on army bases after they arrived, a bunch of us stood up and said, hold on, that's craziness and it's dangerous. And we were told, no, they're never going to change their mind. No, don't worry about it. Just stop. No, we stood up. We made our voice here. We need to make sure that our neighbors are raising up their voices. We need to make sure that 
our friends, our family members know what's going on here and are speaking out, that our MPs' offices or MPPs' offices are inundated with phone calls and that the media starts to cover this the way they should. $37 billion in um, overcharges. We can't take that line down, Greg. No, I, 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 I and, totally and, agree with you. I fully agree with well, you. We, but, were, uh, we were told, yeah, we were told it wouldn't go anywhere with Justin Trudeau and the Liberals on the, on the refugees, and it did. And we can push back on this. Well, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm with you. I am. But uh, judging from what uh, Bob Runsman said with regards to, to polls, that type of thing, it's not going to happen anytime soon. And, uh, and th- that and the fact that, uh, you know, Premier Windbag and uh, that Boy Scout that we elected as Prime Minister, they're, uh, you know, they're buddy buddies and they see eye to eye in a lot of things and... Uh, well, that doesn't bode well for, for the uh, for the province or for the country as a whole. No, it doesn't. Thanks for the call, Greg. Thank you. All right. It, you know, look, I get what some of you are saying, that this won't happen, they have too much support in the province. Then do yourself a favor. Don't do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Share the petition. Share the website, firebob.ca, on your Facebook page or Twitter or email it out. Share it. Post stories from... CFRA or CTV or any media outlet showing the $37 billion being picked from our pockets so that your friends and neighbors hear about it because they're not hearing enough about it. Spread the word. Help push the groundswell of support. Firebob.ca. That's where to go right now. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Ron from Gloucester writes into me via email that Bob Shirelli got the energy portfolio because he supported Sandra Pupitello for leader. He stated that the hydro situation just needed some tweaking. Unfortunately, since then, he's basically been twerking with the clients. Some truth in that. Terry writes in, uh, I guess in response to a previous caller saying that uh, Shirelli reminds him of Frank Burns from MASH. He says, who does Bob Shirelli look like? I'm going to go with Millhouse from The Simpsons. And, uh, yeah, well, that's it for emails right now. We'll get back to the phone lines. Jeffrey in Britannia, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Well, Brian, the older I get, the more I believe that political mythology and, and illusion should be cast aside. Shirelli is the liberal minister. He is not going to be told to to go to blazes or to go and raise better tomatoes. He's there for the duration. Now, it does come down to this practicalities. And I I, I honestly mean this to all those people who have spoken both yesterday and today, a good number of whom I've listened very closely to. I live in the West End. I live in Ottawa, West Nepene. So it's your fault. We have a situation in our district where there are people who can no longer properly afford a good diet. And I'm talking now about people on fixed incomes, people living in public housing, retired pensioners, widow women living in apartment buildings. Businesses can no longer afford this, Jeffrey. They cannot enjoy what I would say is a quote-unquote comfortable, petty bourgeois life, to use the phrase that the liberals like to use so often. We had an election last year. Two years ago, almost to the day, I participated in organizing a rally outside the constituency offices of Shirelli, and we had an excellent turnout, 500 people. Most of those people, thank God, are still alive. 
I put it to you, Brian, that the name of the game here is that you can hold a 24-hour consistent parade outside Shirelli's office, and Roberto will not stand down, and he will not be purged by the woman who is now being referred to as the wise woman, the, the mentor well, of Trudeau. Well, Jeffrey, let, let me put it to you this way. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to take it. We heard nonstop coverage of Mike Duffy's $90,000. This man yes, is yes. the one. Uh, sh- <clears throat> you shush, Jeffrey. You wait. This man is in charge of a department that has bilked us for an extra $37 billion, and I'm not going to just sit back and take it, and I don't think anyone else should either. And I don't think the 500 people who I made reference to nearly two years ago felt that way I know, but now you're you're saying just resign to the fact that he's going to be there. Brian, we, we need to recognize this, and I've said this already since the general election. I'm not interested in spending the next three years or the next four years in regard to this wretched liberal parliamentary government uh, gnashing my teeth and moaning and groaning in regard to what you're talking about, which concerns many, many people in this district. The reality here is this. We do not have the political force, the political force, the force majeure, in other words, to take this wretched government today and throw it into then, Lake Ontario. We then, don't have it right now. Then so, quit talking to ourselves and talk to your friends and neighbors. Jeffrey, got to run to other calls. What Thanks. we have to do is organize that political organization now because it's certainly well, not coming from the progressive conservative official opposition. They're wimps. Thanks simple. for the call, Jeffrey. This should be fun. And in Cornwall. Oh, okay. Uh, this, I am another point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know uh, that uh, I, I I mean I I hope we have a discussion on this. Well, we uh, we can try. Okay. Do you support the thirty seven billion dollars being picked from our pockets that not me but the Auditor General found? Well, I, I'd have to say that uh, uh, former Prime Minister Harper did when he took credit for the uh, wind. I mean, for the closure of uh, coal plants, he took credit for that, and 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 he gave three point five billion a year in tax breaks to the oil industry. Now, if we had three point five, no, we had three point five billion a year for you know the eight years or nine years. I think it was since oh seven. We wouldn't have this debt okay, if, if we and, had any support and, at all. We you would know not that you know that those debt. are not tax breaks or tax cuts for the oil industry. Well, that's what they called them in the election. They were tax breaks. Uh, you know, those tax the, no, credits that, are tax breaks. That's the we same type. That's the same type of um, capital cost re- allowances, deducting things from your taxes that manufacturers and other businesses get. And, and the have, fact is, yeah. the environmental movement hates that the oil industry is treated like any other business and allowed to deduct why their wasn't exploration. Why was the electricity business in Ontario treated the same way? It they was not are. treated. They are not treated with the 3.5 billion tax credit. They are not. And 500 well, million, if it's a private, 500 million a year for it, You're on hold, Ann. If it's a private company producing the electricity that is spending their capital and then paying taxes then yes, they can get those tax breaks. But guess what? The provincial government doesn't pay taxes. Could not get any support from the federal government at all. Why should the federal government be paying for provincial energy? Oil companies, come on. Okay, you know, you cannot... Okay, let's just... Would you do me a favor? Your fire, Bob, 
would you just give me a, a could you do something really great get some researchers who are in uh, you know not uh, some unbiased ones and explain it's how called the auditor trade. general okay but she doesn't she's not expe- uh, explaining she's talking about the money she's not talking about the how it, it developed how free trade made it so that our force oh, um, a kilowatt hour with the Connie in Ottawa you're on the Lowell Green show with Brian Lilly and always goes back to free trade and some trade agreement. What about you? Is is this the fault of Brian Mulrooney? Hi, Con. This is Connie. Yes, Connie. Yeah, I'm calling to um, voice my opinion. I do believe that Bob Shirley should be fired because he's not standing up to his responsibilities, and I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you for the call, Connie. Bye for now. Stanley. In Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Is this Bob Shirelli's fault, or is it Brian Mulroney's fault for signing free trade in 88? Hello? Hi, Stanley. Hi, how are you? I'm going to switch the subject a little bit, but it's not in the same topic, but just a, an observation I had, uh, Brian. You know, I think most of the stuff you've been talking about the last few days in this issue is absolutely cor- uh, correct, and I think something has to be done about it. But I just I had to call in because after Mr. or Senator Runciman called in and some of the emails you received, I still think we live in a great country when uh, taxpayer pensioners can email from 2,000 miles away in Florida, and a senator from Florida can criticize our provincial government and then fly um, in a taxpayer plane and maybe critique our federal uh, uh, Bob, speech today. Bob Runciman doesn't go to Florida, actually. I asked him if he does. No, he... He's in Ottawa. I misunderstood. Right now. I said he was. Yeah. No. No. I I asked him, do you get a chance to go? Because Florida Power and Light has done many of the same things that Ontario is doing in terms of moving towards green energy, reducing coal uh, reliance, and their rates are going down. Stanley, ours they've gone down by ten percent, while ours went up by eighty. I'm sorry, I was totally wrong on that one. I misunderstood, but I still think it's a, a great country when people, senators and, and pensioners, can phone and criticize well, we, our governments. We do have a great country, but um, the fact is, having power rates go up by 80% kills off business and uh, puts the pinch on regular people's budgets, don't you think? I think it's very tough, especially for pensioners. You're correct. All right, thanks for the call, Stanley. Thank you. Bye. All right. That's going to wrap the show for today. I do want to implore you, though, if you haven't signed the petition yet, take time and do that. Firebob.ca. You go to the page, my latest video reports there. The petition where you sign is up in the top right side of the page. I had one call in from Russell saying it doesn't work on Internet Explorer. Sorry, I didn't know anyone was still using Internet Explorer. You can try Firefox. You can try Chrome. You can try the new Edge. Uh, which is Microsoft's replacement for Internet Explorer. But sign the petition at firebob.ca. Share stories on this $37 billion. Call your MPP's office. Inundate them with calls demanding that something be done. Point out to them that other jurisdictions have power rates going down. Natural gas prices have not gone up by 80% over the last several years. But electricity prices in Ontario have. Bob Shirelli needs to be held to account on this. Firebob.ca, let your voice be heard. I'm Brian Lilly. This wraps the Island of Sanity for this week. Lunch Bunch coming up.
Heading down south to the land of the pines I'm thumbing my way in North Carolina Staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast in 17 hours 